some good word this past week, and so let's uh, let's encourage ourselves in uh, keeping that word. Amen. You know, it's not about the words you hear; it's about the words you hear and do something with. Uh, Brother Moore says it all the time: it's the doers that get results. So let's open up our Bibles to uh, Deuteronomy 11, and let's look at that. You know, I was. Uh, uh, talking a little bit in the during the week and I, the Monday night, I think it was, I was talking about you know Brother Moore was preaching on uh, seeing the things that God would have you to do, and I was uh, years ago I taught Bible studies, and on a lot of them I teach, teach five a week, and uh, you know I was listening to Brother Moore and Brother Copeland and Brother Hagen and anybody anybody that would teach on faith, it was it was somewhere close to me. And I was listening, and boy, I was, I was getting bigger in my mind than I was in my spirit. And uh, we, had a, we had a boy that came to our Bible studies, started coming to him, and he was in a wheelchair. And of course, I'm thinking, well, I should just be able to lay hands on him, and he'd get right out of that wheelchair. Which is truth in the Word. We can lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. But you know, when Brother Moore was talking... You know, it came back to me what God had told me in that time. When I asked him about it, he said, well, he said, close your eyes and meditate on that. And can you picture yourself laying hands on that boy and him getting out of the wheelchair? And so, man, I closed my eyes. I'm like, oh, I know I can do this. And I closed my eyes and I saw the boy and saw Brother brother Moore walking up to him. <laughs> so I said, no, that's not it. So I closed my eyes again. Saw Brother Copeland walking up to him. <laughs> Every time I closed my eyes, I saw everybody but me. And so then now, now we know why I didn't do it, because I wasn't there yet. You know, and, uh, um, you know, people call things faith failures. More often, it is your failure, not faith. Right? And, and I've noticed in my life, if there was a failure, it was not faith. It was me quitting on faith. Right. Or not or getting outside of your faith. You know, so many times people are doing things based on what somebody else did. Well, just because they did that doesn't mean that's where your faith is. Right. You do according to your faith. And, and that's important as we're getting this word we heard last week, because the word we heard last week would transform our faith. You know, we, we've been taught over and over again, you know, don't believe in what you see. But, but what you're supposed to do is believe to see. Believe to see, not just the result, how to get to the result. You know, so there's so much more to it. And we want to keep that word. So how do we keep that word? Amen. Deuteronomy 11, verse 18. Therefore shall you lay up these my words in your heart and in your mind. So you want to put them in two places. You know, so, so many times we hear, and it goes here. And that, that's fine to get it in your head, but it's got to get in your heart. You want to keep it in your head, because you, you, you want to keep that remembrance of it in both places, because then your head and your heart aren't arguing all the time. You know, when you got something messed up in your head, but your heart knows the truth, you got to get to, you got to keep your head out of your heart. Amen? How many have ever had their head tell, tell, tell them something that they knew wasn't true? But, but why did you know it wasn't true? Because you had the truth in your heart. 
But if you get the two lined up, you don't have those issues because your head and your heart are, th- are, are working together. Actually, your heart's controlling your head at that point. It says, bind them up for a sign on your hand. So put, put the word in your hand. It says, put them as frontlets between your eyes. Well, what's he saying? He's saying, put the word right there. No, no, matter what else, no matter what else is going on, if you had the word right there, what, what else would you see? If, if, if there was a problem right ahead of you, you'd never see it. Why? Because the word was in the way. Let the word get in the way. You know, if the word gets in your way, that's okay. Because we let all kinds of other things get in the way. You know, because, but, but that's usually because we're not putting it as frontlets before our eyes. Uh, verse 19, it says, And you shall teach them to your children, speaking of them, when you sit down in your house, when you walk, by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. Now, I don't know about you, but that pretty much covers my day, <laughs> right? Now, I may be a slacker, but that pretty much covers my day, right? I'm going to sit in my house. I may not even walk in the way. <laughs> no, I'm going to walk somewhere every day. I'm going to lie down, and I'm going to get up. And if, you, if you're speaking about the Word at all these times, you're putting the Word first place, and you're bringing it up to a place where it's exalted above all things that are going on in your life. And that's what he's saying. He's saying you've got to stay in the Word. You've got to, you've got to, you know, how many people have already gotten the CDs and DVDs from last week? And, and they're available again today. That Word that we heard last week, you'll forget it if you don't hear it again. You may keep parts of it, right? There's parts of messages today that I heard years and years ago that I can bring back up. But I can't bring up everything. In fact, is I've got messages on VHS that I'll guarantee you if I brought them back up today, I'd get something new out of them. Why? I'm at a different place, first of all. It was always in there. I couldn't hear it, Right? And so you, you, want to, you want to keep take this word and you want to continue in it. You want to continue in the word of God. Amen. You want to keep things before your eyes that cause you to remember it. Amen. Keep going on the verses. <coughs> Walk in the way, lie down, rise up. I like lying down, rising up when I want to. Yesterday I slept until I wanted to quit sleeping. That was nice. Amen? Sometimes your alarm clock goes off and you're just not finished. Amen? Right? But on Saturday, no alarm clock, sleep till you're finished. Verse 20. And thou shalt write them upon your doorpost of your house and upon your gates. You shall put pictures in your mirrors and on your refrigerators. You shall throw, you'll put verses in your car. He's not. You don't have to stop this verse. Where do you need to see it to remember it? Because that's what's important. Wherever you're going to get your vision is where you need. My mom had verses everywhere in our house. I remember you go to the bathroom and they weren't just on the windows. They were on the top of the window ledge and the toilet and the and anywhere you'd open a drawer. There's a verse. Because she was keeping it before her eyes all the time. And, and, and in doing so, she kept it before our eyes. Amen? And, and we appreciate it. And Mrs. Moore said it at the end on Friday. 
Don't forget to put those pictures, those visions that's got, that God has given you. If, you. if you're believing for your house to be paid off, get that picture of your house and put paid for on it. You know, do, do, do something. Every, everything we heard last week will only have value when we do something with it. Amen? Amen. It's not enough that you heard it. Right? You, could, you can listen to tapes all day long. I listened to prosperity messages for seven years before I got it. Right? Probably longer than seven years because I was probably listening to it before that. Right? But, you, you, but, but finally, how I got it is I went out and did something. Right? I went some, out and did something that, that the Word was telling me to do. And, and until I did that, I had a bunch of information. Not knowledge, information. Knowledge is when information becomes real. Amen? So what I was doing was I was feeding my, my mind information, but when it got to my heart, it became knowledge. And, and that, that's what we're looking for. We're, so we want to put this before our eyes. Get, get, the, get, the, get the CDs, get the DVDs, get, put and, and read it and listen to it. And, and as God shows you things, write them down. Keep them. Keep them someplace, not just in a book. Because you know what I do with a lot of my books of notes? I don't even know where they are. Right? But the important things that I've gotten from God, I know exactly where they are. You've got to make it important. That's what he's saying right here. Make this important. If you're saying it was a great meeting, make it important. Take it with you. Amen? You guys with me? I'm going to take it with me. Glory to God. Verse, uh, verse 21 and this is the result of doing that with the Word, that your days may be multiplied and the days of your children in the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers to give them as days of heaven on earth. And you know what, what days of heaven on earth is? It, in heaven, all of God's will is happening. Amen. So if you have days of heaven on earth, all of God's will is happening in your life that day. And that, that's a day of heaven and earth. Because, you know, a lot of people say, well, it's just a good day where you feel great. No, it's a day where healing is happening in your life. It's a day where you, prosperity happens. It's a day where you got to witness and be a witness to somebody and you change their life. It's a day where God's will happened through you. You ever had that day where you just woke up and you're driving down the road and you just knew at that moment you were doing exactly what God was telling you to do? That's a good day. That's a day of heaven on earth. Because And it doesn't matter where you're going. People say, well, I'm just going to work. Well, if you're going to work and God puts you there, then you're doing what God told you to do. And if you'll be what God told you to be, then you'll do the will of God. Amen. Amen. The will of God will be happening in your life all day long. You know, you don't... Preachers see very few of the unsaved people of the world. Right? It, it's, it's when we're out in the world that we see the people that need Jesus. Amen. And so we've we got to take this out of here and, and live it in your jobs, live Amen. it in the store, live it somewhere else. You're not going to get a lot of people. Most people don't get born again in church. Right? How many people in here got born again somewhere besides church? Yeah, right? You came to church after that, you're here today. Right? But, but you got born again because somebody outside of church. Something happened outside of church. And, and, and that's going to be true 
and way off my message, so we'll go back. <laughs> Evangelism is good, amen? amen. Luke eight fifteen. In Luke 8, he begins talking about the, the, the seed, the Word of God, and, and the, four types of, the four types of soil that it went to, or the four types of hearers, if you would. Every, all four were hearers, but only one bore fruit. Only one bore fruit. It wasn't the one that had hard ground. The enemy came immediately and stole that word. Right? How many want to keep their word? Right? So we're not going to be number one. And was it number two had the shallow ground, the stony ground. And he, it, he got real happy for a moment. But you know what he did? He, he got out of the word. He, he had no root in himself. So everything else he had going on took precedence over what he's doing. And he was shallow. Therefore, he got offended. Right? Anybody ever got offended? God, God calls those kind of things shallow. Why? Because offense is unnecessary. If you love someone, you'll never get offended with them. Right? That means you guys got to love me. If I say something that sounds offensive, I didn't mean it that way. Right? God, I was reading the Bible the other day. I'm like, man, God's, God gets flat straight with you sometimes. But it's because he loves you. And he can. I won't even get straight with you. I'll just tell you I love you and you need to stop doing that. Amen? But, but And then the next type of ground was the ground that allowed all the cares, everything else. And, uh, you know, um, Matthew 6 kind of talks about that. The, the people that spend time worrying about what they're going to wear, what, what they're going to eat, you know, the cares of life. Um, when you do that, it's a distraction to faith. You know, and that's what, that's what the devil wants. He wants you to walk out of these meetings and life to begin to happen again. Not, not agape life. Or not, uh, not Zoe life, I mean, agape is love. Zoe life, he wants that the world's life to start happening. Right. Every day, you know. People that say, ah, it's Monday, and it's going to be Monday again tomorrow. <laughs> I, had, I had five Mondays this week. <laughs> well, if this is the day that the Lord has made, then all Mondays are good, right? Yeah. So Monday's as good as any day. So we don't have a problem with that. But... The, the fourth ground is people that allow things in their life and, and their surroundings to choke out the good word that they had in them. And, and, and when you do that, you, you don't produce any fruit. You, you, you'll, you're, you're good, your flowers will be full of thorns. How about that? You can tell what an agriculturist I am. <clears throat> or whatever, whatever flower people are, I'm not. <clears throat> I'm a professor, not a flower person. <laughs> but, but they that on the good ground are they which have an honest heart and a good heart. In other words, they received it right in the place they were. They were honest with themselves. You know, they, they, they recognized where their faith was, and they received that word where their faith was that day. And, and, and receiving it there, they received it into a good heart. Having heard the word, they keep it. And that word keep means to guard. In other words, as something valuable, to hold on to it and to make sure you don't let go, to hold fast to. And that's what gives the word value. When you treat it as important, not only did it go out, but you grabbed hold of it, you pulled it in, and you said, that's mine. And you kept it. There are things in your house, in your life, that if somebody asks you to give them to you, you say, no, that's mine. 
right? And when you get, when you get a word from God, yeah, you can share it, but it's got to become yours first. Well, you can't share what's not yours. But when it becomes yours, then you can share it, and then it becomes theirs. Amen? But, but when you've heard it and you keep it and you make it yours, then you bring forth fruit. So everything that we heard last week, if we'll hear it with that kind of value, then what we'll do is we'll take that word, we'll keep it, we'll, we'll preserve it, and, and we'll guard it, and, and we'll begin to bring forth fruit with patience. In other words, we won't get tired and quit. Right? Or we won't get, we won't get mad at the person that we're talking to. Say, oh, you'll never get it. You know that's impatience, right? right? They will get it. God's been patient with you for years. He's been He was He was more than patient with me. Patience, He was beyond patience with all of us. Where where we thought we were patient, we weren't even being patient. Right? When we thought we were merciful, we hadn't even begun. The things of God God, God takes off where you stop. But He can fill you with all that ability. You, you have the love of God in you, therefore you're patient. Amen? If, if you walk in that love, you're kind. Right? But, you know, we got people all over the world acting kind. Right? And then you got that, what's that shirt they make that says, do random acts of kindness. That's exactly what they are. They're random, they're rarely going to happen, and they're not real. Right? But the kindness that God gives... The kindness that love projects, it, it's, it's a being kind. It's not an acting kind. It's not an act of kindness. And if it is an act of kindness, it's born out of you being kind. Amen? Amen. And, and these are the things that, that when you have this fruit, then you, then you begin to bear fruit in your life and other people see it. And you're able to say, oh, here, here's where I got this. Let, let me show you this. Let me take you here, okay? And, and when we do that, it, that, that makes that seed valuable. What gives the Word of God value is us putting it in our heart and then taking it further than we ever had it, than it was there. If we keep it right here and this never goes any further than just the people that can get it on DVD and it, over the Internet, but if it never goes any further out of your heart and mind, then it's never going to have the value that God intended it to have. He wants every person that heard that, that word to have a change in their life to such a capacity that their witness is now changed. Amen. In other words, when they walk around somebody, somebody says, man, something's different about you. Well, what's different? The, the, I heard a word this week, and it changed me, and, and it made me know how much more God's made me to be, how much more I can see and do. And, and when those words change you, you, you go out loaded amen Amen. loaded for whatever's coming at you and and god's taking that word in us and that that's what's important about having a week like last week is it's it's to propel you further not to just get you through a week right it's not a snickers bar (laughs) right did i talk about snickers bars last time i preached snickers bars they'll keep you for about 30 minutes and then you're going to have to have another snickers bar That was not a Snickers bar last week. That was a full meal with lots of leftovers. You can eat on that for years and years and years to come. Amen? Glory to God. Go to uh, James 1. James 1, 22.
James 1.22. Everybody knows these verses. Think we've seen everything there is into? I know I hadn't because I was just reading them and saw more of this just yesterday. It says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Hearers, are, you've got to be a hearer. So you don't want to take this verse wrong. You, need, you have to be a hearer first before you can be a doer because you've got, you got just as many people doing without hearing. Right? You know, people say you've got to put action to your faith. We've got people putting action without faith. Right? They say, well, I heard this person did it. Well, you need to talk to the seven sons of Sceva or Siva, whatever you say. You know what? Because they did an act without faith. And they ran home without clothes and beat up. It wasn't a fun day for them. So you got to be a hearer first and get faith or have faith. And then you act on that faith. So it's saying be doers of the word, not hearers only deceiving your own selves because if you're a hearer only then you your your faith will never have value that word will 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 die with you because you did nothing with it and and it, and it won't even do anything in your own life and any word that we take and we just keep to ourselves it's not doing anything for us it's the word that we take keep to ourselves and then act on it what what did he what did god say do now you know what what did brother moore tell us this week what, what, how, how much further can we go than we were before? Can I now see the boy and me coming up and laying hands on him? That's what that's designed to do. It's designed to bring my faith to the level where I can now see what God wants me to do. And I can now do it instead of seeing Brother Moore do it. Instead of seeing Brother Copeland do it, I can see me doing it. Amen? Amen? And that, that's what we got to get a hold of. We don't, and if we only hear that word and never act on it, it doesn't mean act on it before God shows you. It means do what God says. A doer means you're doing what the Lord says. It doesn't mean you're just doing. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there just doing. And we don't want to just do. We want to do what the Lord says. And then we're all doing what God says to do, and it's orderly and it's doing the right things. Amen? Verse 23. For if you be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his face in a glass. We're just going to call that a mirror. Because I'm guessing a glass is a mirror because I tried to look at my face in a glass this morning. It did not work. <laughs> and I'm pretty, so I know I could have seen it if it was going to happen. But it's like a man beholding his face in a mirror in 24 and, be, and behold him, and he beholds himself. Let King James, he does got it. I'm telling you. He, he's got all the uths and ests, and he beholdeth himself and goes his way. You know, now, now remember that. He went his way. He beheld himself and then went on into life. He, he went into every day. And you know what he did when he does that? He straightway forgot what manner of man he was. Now, you know, people say, I hope I never do that. You do it. We do it every day. And we have help doing it. Right? I go online sometimes, and I shop. And they put a model on there with clothes that I think I would like. Well, I see me like him. I forgot what manner of man I was. <laughs> because he's not pear-shaped. Right? He, he, he's, he's real straight and 20-something. And you know what? I never looked like that. When I played football, 
I didn't look like the model. But yet, when we see that, we buy clothes we don't like. Why? Because they look good on him. And your head all of a sudden got on him. Right? You forgot what manner of man you were. Right? You, you were a different person. Your shape was different. The way you were going to look in that was way different than anything they're ever going to show you. And we do those kind of things on a constant basis. You know, we, we'll see ourselves. The, the devil will take it, take you, and he'll put you in condemnation. You know what happens then? Your vision of who you are in Christ is now messed up. You've forgotten what manner of man you are. Right, that, and that's what that was his. That was what he wanted to do when he got you in condemnation. It, when he got you into judging people, you forgot what manner of man you are. You, your 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 vision of who God made you to be is now blurry, and, and what you do now is going to be messed up because of what you see. That's why Brother Morris preached on looking into something and seeing it right. Looking, we we need to look, but we need to see what God's showing us, not what the world's showing us, right? You need to look at those clothes and say, you know, it looks really good on him, but those are slim fit jeans. And there, there comes a size where slim should not still be on the tag, right? You, you see somebody that's six foot five and he weighs 320 pounds and he's buying slim jeans. I'm like... You know what? Let's not call them slim anymore. Because on a slim person, those would be called baggies. Right? But, but we, want to get a, we want to get the right vision. And, and what makes us lose that vision is we go our way. In other words, we really weren't looking at ourselves to start with. We were just trying to fix, our, fix ourselves up good enough to go outside. And he went his own way, and straightway he forgot what manner of a man he was. In verse 25... But whoso looks into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein. That's the difference. And that's what we're talking about today. When you look into the, the, the law of liberty, the law that made you free, when you, you look into the blood of Jesus, when you look into the resurrection, when you look to the stripes on his back, when you look to everything he's made you to be that you're now the righteousness of God in Christ, you, you have to remain in that. Because if you, if you don't continue in that, you'll forget what manner of man you are. The reason you forget is you don't continue. Amen? What, what's he saying? Continue to look. Continue to seek. You know, when, when he said in, in Matthew 6.33, he said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. He wasn't saying seek ye one time. He was saying put it first place every day of your life and seek that. But what, what he literally was saying was continue to seek the kingdom of God and his way of doing and being right. When we continue to seek God's ways, God's wills, and we continue in them, then, then, then we are free. Because that law that made us free keeps us free. But you have to stay in the law. Amen? And when we stay in the law and continue and abide in that word, it, it keeps us free. Look at uh, John 30. John, John 8.30. There is no 30 in John. I'm a professor, I know that. <clears throat> John 8.30. Yeah, 8.30. As he spake these words, many believed him. In other words, they heard him, 
and faith came. That, that, that's exactly what happened right there. They heard him, and faith came, verse 31. Then Jesus said to the Jews, which believed. In other words, there may have been a lot more people there, but he was talking to the ones that heard. Amen. Right? Because you can only talk to the people who hear you. Because I could talk all day, and if somebody chose to shut me down, I'd be talking, and they wouldn't hear a word I said. And I'd say, hey, do you, how'd you like that message today? So I'm, it was great, Dave. Way to go. <laughs> right? And then they would know that it wasn't Dave, so they were wrong in the first place. Yeah. If it's not the Lord, we don't want to hear it. Right. Amen? But the people who hear, Jesus spoke to people who would hear. And people who heard believed. And when they believed, he said, if you continue. In other words, it's not enough just what you heard today. You have to continue in that word. You can't just stop there and say, oh, man, that was a great word. Wasn't that a good meeting? And, and we talk about how good the meeting was. And a year from now, people say, yeah, what was that really about anyway? Why? Because you didn't listen to it again. You know that I don't remember any of my math books or social study books. or Now, get, don't get me wrong. I didn't study. <laughs> I, 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 I probably should have to go back to school. How I got to be a professor is beyond me. <laughs> it's the mercy of God. But I don't remember, I remember how to do some of the things that I learned, but there's many of the things I don't even remember how to do. Right? Why? Because I don't do them anymore. So I don't know how you, I don't know how you get to that answer because I forgot because I quit looking at it. And so many times is when we slip back and we begin walking in our own world, and, and we, all of a sudden, you, you find yourself not liking some of the things going on at the church anymore. You know, I don't like the way they did that. You liked them when you started. Right? You ever notice that? All of a sudden, you don't like it? Well, it's, it didn't change. I, I've, I've been with the Morris for almost 20 years now, and I can guarantee you they haven't changed. And I remember in the first few years, I'm like, what? Why? Huh? Why are we doing it that way? Like, there's, some, there's at least 10 to 12 other ways we could do that and get it done faster. And they'd say, let's do it this way, because why? Because God told us to do it that way. I'm like, well, that's a good reason. Yeah. But it also showed me how far I needed to grow, or how much more I needed to grow. Why? Because I was loose. And, you know, I'm still loose in a way. You know, there's places where I'll say, yeah, let's just do that. And, and Mrs. Moore will say, would you tell them just to do that? And I'm like, yeah, you don't ever do that again. Right, something happened last week, and I did. And she goes, she goes, you weren't thinking. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> you know, I've learned not to get offended. You know how you don't get offended? Don't have an opinion. It's real easy. Why do I need to have opinion about what God told them? It's right if God told them, right? It makes it real simple for me. If she says, you know, you shouldn't have done it that way, I'm like, oh, that, that then I was wrong. People say, well, no, maybe you weren't wrong. No, she said I was. <laughs> it's her. She's going to answer for it, not me. So if she trusts me to do something she's going to answer for and he's going to answer for, I better do it the way God told him to do. Amen? Amen? And not let Dave's opinions and concepts and ideas get involved in it. Because they're not going to help. And, and, and if you get that anywhere you're serving... If you'll get that in your head, that you're serving them as you serve God, then you'll serve them, and, and it, won't get, it won't offend you. 
Because you won't say, well, I don't, I don't like the way they did that, and I'm not doing it that way, and they shouldn't have took that money that way, and I don't know why we had to have an offering. And I, you know, you, you, next thing you'll know, you don't know why you ever came to church. And you'll forget the word that came to you years ago that said, move to Sarasota, move to Branson, and go to Faith Life Church. And I've talked to people over and over again, and they come to me and say, oh, we're so excited to be here. We just know God told us to be here. And then three or four years later, something happens they don't like, and they're gone. Did God tell you to leave now? Right? What happened? They left that word. When you leave that word, you open the door because you're going the wrong direction. Because it's the word of truth that made you free. And that word of truth keeps you free. And the minute you step out to this side of it, the word of truth's over here. So you're no longer operating in the word that made you free. You're now operating in the word that binds you. That kept you bound before you got there. Amen? Glory to God. He said... Jesus said to those which believed, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. In other words, a disciple is somebody, it's a student, right? It's a student. Students are, are, are not people that leave. They're people that continue to learn. Right? And so you, he didn't say you quit being a student at any point. He, you become a student. And when you become a student indeed, then verse 32 happens. And you'll know the truth. Why? Because you're abiding in it. You're remaining in it. You're continuing in it on a daily basis. And as you continue in it, you have full knowledge of it. And that truth makes you free. It doesn't just open the door. It actually takes away everything that was binding you. Right? It's why the word make is important there. Because if it just sets you free, you might still have things against you, but you're out, actually outside the jail. But if it makes you free, it takes whatever was against you and, and abolishes it. Amen? Amen? It pardons you. And the truth pardons you. The, the truth makes you something that you weren't before. And if you abide in that, you are constantly the righteousness of God in Christ. And not only acting like it, you're being it. And because you're being it, you're doing what God would do on a regular basis. You're acting as God would act. You're like Jesus when he walked the, the story of Brother Morris telling about the man at the pool. You know, Jesus walked there, and we don't know when he saw that happen, but he know, we know he saw it because he said, I don't do anything except what I see the Father. And so we know he saw it, but when he saw it, but that's us now. We're walking down the road, and because we're abiding in the truth, we walk down and we, and, and we hear God say, oh, go over here. And you walk in, and you, and you begin to see and God says, I want you to go talk to that, that salesperson. You're like, well, there's ten other salespeople. No, talk to that salesperson. Why? Because you're there to minister to them. God's now leading you by the spirit of truth, by the word of truth, and you're abiding in it. Therefore, you're where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be there, being who you're supposed to be while you're there. Amen? And, and it's, it's, the, it's the best thing we can do. And if we hear this word... If we hear a word that will make you free and we forget it, then, then you're, you're as bound as you were before you heard it or more bound. Right? Because then you blame it on a faith failure, which there's no such thing as. There's failures, don't get me wrong. And there's faith that would be considered a failure. You know what faith that would be considered a failure is? Faith without love. Right? What did he say? If I could move mountains... If I could move mountains, if I had faith that could move mountains, but I had not love, I'd be nothing. In other words, no profit, no good, 
it's a failure. But anything you add love to, the word of truth is love. It's a word of love. Anything you add love to is a success. It's, a, it's an instant success. That's why the faith of God works. It works by love. And the reason it never fails is because it works by love. So if we had a faith failure, we did some things that were outside of love, or we quit. Faith didn't fail at that point. Because if we'd have kept going, they said, well, no, well, they passed away. I can't keep going. You can keep going. Take, take, on, take up what they were doing while they were here and keep going with it. My mom left. And I'll guarantee if I, wouldn't, if I don't keep going with the Word of God's good, she's, she's going to get on me when I get there. She's going to get on to me big time. Amen? Don't let what we see as a setback set us back. Amen? Because we're pressing into the things of God. We're pushing in and being doers. Doers push in on a constant basis. They know the truth and they live in the truth. And as they do, the truth is infinite. So, so the, the word of truth, it, it grows. Every time you read that verse again or study that message again or look at that Bible again, you, it's going to grow within you. And as it grows within you, you're going to see things that you didn't see before. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. And we're not going to let the enemy tell us what we are, who we are. If you do something wrong, don't get in condemnation. Remember who you are. You're someone who can be forgiven on a constant basis. It doesn't mean you want to go out and mess up all the time or you're going to lack confidence. But, but, but we want to stay and abide and continue in who God's made us to be. His word about you is truth. And guess what? His word about every person you're going to see is truth as well. So that's why we're not here to judge. Because he don't love me any more than he loves anybody else. In fact, is what he's looking to do is love them through me. Amen? And, and that's why so many times... I'll tell people, don't tell me the whole story because I still have flesh. Right? Somebody tells you how they got in their problems and your flesh will start judging it. Right? But the spirit of love won't judge. The spirit of love will find an answer for them. Remember, Jesus came to this earth with no sin and judged no one. He came to heal. He came to make free. He came to save. Amen? And we're here in his rep. We're representing him now. And you go everywhere you go. You go to love. You go to represent. You don't go to judge. You're, you're not there to tell somebody how bad or good they are. Either one. Right? Because if they're good, it's like Jesus said, no one's good but God. So that was God. And if they're bad, it ain't your, you were just as bad. Right? It's, oh, no, I haven't done nearly what they've done. You don't have to do nearly what they've done. That was good English, wasn't it? I can change it just like that. <laughs> right? It's, it, it was one sin that made us a transgressor of the law, right? So the only person that's safe from this is the one that never committed that. I don't see any hands going up. We'll, we'll, we'll consider that that way then. What verse were we on? Do you guys remember? 32? Oh, go back to uh, James then. There we go. James. Glory to God. James 20, uh, uh, the verse 25, 125, I'm sorry. 
He, and, but whoso looks into the perfect law of liberty, that sounds like the law of freedom, right? Amen. Yeah. That, so the law that made you free, the, the same word that Jesus was saying in, in John 8 there, he's saying again through Paul right here, he who, look, who looks, and that's, that's back to what Brother Moore was talking about, you got to look, you got to see, you got to see that that's a law of freedom, and you got to see you in that law. Amen? It says, He that looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer. Why is he not a forgetful hearer? Because he's reminding himself all the time. The way you don't be a forgetful hearer is remind yourself. You know, years and years ago, and I imagine Dan and Rob still do it, Mrs. Moore told all three of us, put a reminder on your phone that says, check with the Holy Spirit daily. Actually, we should probably put it on there hourly, shouldn't we? Yeah, <laughs> hourly. And you know what? This past week, that opened up to me more than ever. Because I'm not just checking to see if I'm doing the right thing. I'm checking to see if I'm going the right way, headed to the right thing. Right? I'm, I'm continuing in this. It's a continuation of what God's doing through me in this world. It's not about what He can do in you. He did that. Now what can He do through you? What well, what can you see God doing through you? It, it's more than coming to church. It, it's more than praying on Wednesday night. It's more than reading your chapter every day. It's mo- there's more to it. You're doing it for a reason. Why are you doing it? To continue so that you won't be a forgetful hearer and you'll be a doer of the work. You'll, your deeds will begin to fall. You, you won't even know because you don't always have to see. I remember when I started finally doing Matthew 6.33. Because, man, I'd been reading it like crazy, claiming it. Ooh, yes. Why was I claiming it? Because I didn't have clothes and I didn't have food. I, needed, I, needed, I didn't know where they were coming from. I didn't even know where the paycheck was coming from, let alone the clothes and food. And so I'm claiming it to get the clothes and food which is the wrong reason to claim it, right? That, that's, that, that wasn't making me free. I was getting further away from clothes and food and wondering more and more where it was going to come from. And, but, but then one day, God sends me to a Bible study. To, uh, my, my wife's working in a grocery store, and her manager says, hey, we're going to have a Bible study tonight. Why don't you come? And she calls me up and says, Dave, you want to go to Bible study? I'm like, I don't think so. You know? I think it was like Monday night and that football night, first of all. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what she was thinking when she asked. <laughs> you know, and so she, she says, well, it's my manager. I'm like, well, I guess we kind of have to because we need your job, right? <laughs> We're not going to offend the manager. Well, we went and I opened the Bible and he began to talk and I began to see and I began to talk. And I began to talk, and I began to talk, and things started coming out of me and, and that, that were helping people. Things that God had put in me for years and years and years began to help people. And people started coming to these Bible studies to hear that word. I, I mean, we had, we had some small Bible studies, and we had some very large Bible studies. We had small churches going. And what I realized was God began to have me doing so many things for the kingdom of God, that I had no more time to worry. So my thoughts and my continuation 
was always in the Word of Truth. Every, when I, every free moment I had, I was looking at the Word of God. I would call Rick Hearn and we would talk for hours after a Bible study about Bible study <laughs> and about the Word. And, and that it became everything to me. And as it became everything, all the rest of the stuff became nothing. And God took care of it because He said He would anyway. But I was in His way. I was His biggest hindrance because I wasn't following the Word of Truth. I was looking for a way out, a free way out. And had He just done that, I probably would have never taught a Bible study. I'd have never sought first the kingdom of God. And, and when I, but, but now, uh, it, well, at that time, it, it became everything to me. I started teaching um, inner city kids, started bringing them home to live with us. Kim loved that. <laughs> she did after a bit. She got used to it. She said, are you going to keep bringing these kids home? I said, yeah, I'm going to. <laughs> but, you know, even then, I brought some home that I shouldn't have. You only do what God shows you to do. But sometimes... We get it in our heart to do something God doesn't show you to do. Seems like a good thing, but it wasn't. So we want to be a doer of the work that God has for us. Amen. Amen? And so as we're doers, we find ourselves doing those things. And to be a doer, you're continuing in the Word. To be a doer of what we heard this past week, you'll have to continue in it. For it, for it to build itself up to that place to where it manifests itself outwardly in your life, We'll have to continue in that word. Because you know what? We're not, ev- we're not all at the same place. The next place you go is up to you. How far you take. It, it doesn't say if you become a doer that you'll automatically abide in his word. It says if you, become a, if you look into the p- perfect law of liberty and you continue therein. It means it's up to you. It's up to you. It's not going to happen by accident. And the person that continues therein, he's being, he, he's not becoming, he's being not a forgetful hearer. So I like that English because it kind of fits the way I would talk too. He's, he, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed. In other words, he will, he will prosper in the things he's doing. Why? Because he's going the way God said to go, doing the things God said to do, seeing the people God said to see, and ministering to the ones that he, he gave him something to minister to. Amen? And, and that's what we want to be. And as we take that word from last week, we put it in front of our eyes. We put it in our ears. We, we put it in our heart. We keep it in our mind. We, we put it as a frontlet before our eyes. We, we write it in our hand, or put a card in your hand. Some people might like I don't mind writing on my hand, but some people don't like that. I'll write it all over. Sometimes I write on the back. If I don't have a notepad, just write it. You know what? You guys, when you were young, if a girl gave you their number, you wrote it right in the middle of your palm, and you thought nothing about it. Huh? Or am I the only person that ever did that? Wait a second, got to get your number. Oh, got it right here. Don't need a piece of paper. God's Word's way more important than a girl's phone number. I know my girl's phone number right now, and I can, I can call her anytime I want. He'll give you the right girl's phone number. Amen. Look at Romans uh, 11, verse 22. Time to start preaching. You guys know? I don't. Forgot to look. We're about done, though.
Romans 11:22 says, "Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God, which fell on them, which which on them which fell." Uh, in other words, he's talking about the people that fell in the wilderness, I believe. If you go back, but what he's saying here, and this is what people need to see, is it's our choice, the severity, but towards but toward the goodness, if you continue in His goodness. In other words, you'll see the goodness of God if you continue in his goodness. So many people, they just think that goodness is going to fall on them. Well, it is if you continue in his goodness. The severity falls when you don't continue in his goodness. It wasn't God's fault. They didn't continue in his goodness. Right? Because sin is in the world, and because sin is in the world, if we do anything outside of the goodness of God, then we're operating in where severity can happen. I don't like severity. Right? And I don't like, the only thing I like severe is good food. That was severely good food. <clears throat> but I don't like severity. Out, I like walking in the goodness of God. I, I, I like to enjoy the things that I know God has. But more so, I like to always have that to give. When you're walking in the goodness, you always have the goodness of God to give. And it says, if you continue in his goodness, you'll have goodness. Otherwise, you'll be cut off. What, is he cutting you off? No, you're cutting you off. See, th- that's religious tradition that reads it like God's like them. God's not like us. God is single-minded, and he does things one way, and he says, this is the way to do it, and if you don't do it this way, this is going to happen. Not because I made it happen. That's what's going to happen. I made goodness happen. Amen? And I, and I gave you the ability to walk in that goodness. And as you walk in it, you'll have it. Amen? Glory to God. But how, well, how do you keep in goodness? Continue therein. That, that's, that's what we're talking about today. Continuing therein. It, it's not about how many people we can scream at and tell them Jesus and, and write Jesus on things. And, and, and I saw a guy yesterday that had a big repent thing, sign. And I thought, nobody was coming up to him. Do you know that? Yeah, not not that that word isn't truth because it's in the Bible, but that's not the good news. Right? The good news is that you can repent, not that you're such a sicko that you must every day. Right? The good news is that God loves you. That's the good news. And that Jesus died and rose again for you. And, and and people that hold signs up and scream, most people aren't coming to them, right? I'm not, right? I'm not. That, that's not gonna. That that doesn't draw me, right? That, that, it's a sweet and gentle spirit. What kind of what kind of spirit did Jesus have? He was he was meek and gentle and kind, and and people just followed him everywhere. Why? Because he was meek and gentle and kind, and meek, gentle and kind people have the goodness of God to give. Glory to God. Where did I tell you to go after that? I don't know either. Uh, uh, Still in James, actually. James 2. James 2. James 2, verse 14. It says, What does it profit... Now, here, here we're going back to the same kind of words that you're seeing in 1 Corinthians 13. What does it profit? What does it profit, my brethren, if a man say he has faith and has not works, can faith save him? No. 
Right? You could hear the word and never confess it and never be saved. Right? You could hear the word and never be a doer of it and never be healed. Right? You could, you, we, could, we can all hear, but we have to do something. Faith has to have a corresponding action to work. We, when we hear the word of salvation, then we're drawn to the Lord and we confess Jesus as Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. And so so you, you had a corresponding action to what your faith, what, what you heard and faith came to. Amen. You may have walked down an aisle in front. You may have prayed with somebody on a street on the beach here in the lake in Branson. <clears throat> you, it doesn't matter where you prayed. If you confessed it and, and you were a doer of what you heard, then you were saved. But your faith can't save you alone. Amen. Your, your faith has to have a corresponding action. Verse 15. And this is an example. You know, a lot of people take this like he's talking about faith, and he is, but he's talk, this is an example. of. In other words, if, you, if a brother or sister is naked and destitute of food, and, next verse, and one of you say to them, in other words, you give them words, you say to them, be warm and filled. Did you help them? That's what faith without action is. It's like going to somebody and saying, Dan, I know you don't have enough clothes or enough food, but I just want you to be warm and filled. Faith without action does exactly the same thing. It does nothing. Amen? Not that we shouldn't do these things, but this is an example of what faith without action is like. Faith without action, notwithstanding you give them the things that are needful, what did you profit? You didn't, if I tell you, you're cold and I say, oh, be warm. Do you feel warm now? No, you're cold. Right? But if I give you a jacket. Amen? So if I, if I say, by his stripes, you were healed. And I say, here, take that. But I don't lay hands on you. I don't pray with you. And I just, I just expect you to understand that. Here it is. Take it. Or better yet, we just say, oh, 1 Peter 6.24. You're not sick. Right? No, you didn't do anything. You didn't do do anything to build their faith, and you didn't do anything to help them. Right? And and if you see somebody that's not saved, and you say, hmm, boy, they're going to hell. (laughs) That's worse. You should have said to be warm and filled at least. (laughs) Because you just confessed they're going to hell. Huh? Or you see a brother or sister not acting right, and you say, oh, they're, they're worthless. No! You didn't help. What do you do? You get in the Word and you continue and you say, Lord, what can I do? What can I do to help that situation? What can I do to be a part of that situation? And then you hear a message for a whole week and they start, he starts telling you how to see. And you, so you say, okay, God, I see what you're telling me now. Show me. Show me this week. Show me the places I'm to go, the places I'm to be, the people I'm to meet with, the people I'm to be a blessing to. You know, Am I supposed to give somebody this? Am I supposed to do something over here? Show me where I'm supposed to be. Show me what I'm supposed to do. When we, when we take our faith and we put feet to it and we do something, you know, a lot of people say, man, I'd really love to go on a mission. And they've been saying it for 60 years. Maybe God's putting that on your heart and you need to seek God as to whether you're supposed to go into to a mission 
a mission trip. Right? <laughs> right? So anyway, right? It, you know, it, sometimes people are saying things, but they're never going to put feet to it. Therefore, your faith is never going to profit you. If you really got a heart for something, seek God and say, okay, God, I really got this on my heart. What should I do? And God will say, do this, do this, go here. And, and you'll meet somebody. And it's, it's kind of like when I started working with inner city kids. I didn't even expect to work with any inner city kids. But God hooked me up through another channel with somebody that was working with them. Well, I'm like, ah, that's kind of, kind of got this on my heart. Did I do something that day? No. Kept working on it. Kept, kept doing it. And then God put on my heart what to do and, and when to do it. And like I said, many of the kids that came, one of the, one of the girls that lived with us for years, great girl, still, still to this day, doing good. Uh, many of the kids that came, we still talk to them every now and then. Um, but we had a season. But, I'm, but, but I know in that moment, one day I was picking them all up to go to church because I'd pack as many as I could. All I had was a pickup truck. I'd pack as many of them as I could into my truck. And then other people went and got the rest of them. And I'm driving back to the church. And my heart was just completely light. And I don't know how to describe it another way. But at that moment, I, 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 I knew that I knew that I knew. I was doing exactly what God wanted me to do at that moment. And when you know that, you're continuing in the Word of Truth. You're continuing to be a disciple. And, and, you, and, you, and that, what that lightness is, is that freedom. It's that freedom. Why? Because you're free when you're doing what God tells you to do. The way God tells you to do it. Amen? Let's finish with this and then we'll, do, we'll finish. There you go. Amen? Oh, we did finish with it. Oh, even so, faith that have not works is dead. What's, what's faith without works? Dead. It, it, it does nothing. Uh, on, on the flip side of that, works without faith are dead. Don't do something God didn't tell you to do just because it seems good. I mean, I, now don't get me wrong. I'd rather err on the good side. You know, right? but, but it's, that doesn't make it God work. I remember one time I, uh, I saw a need and I said, God, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to meet that need. And he said, no, you're not. And I said, God, I, I got the money right here. I can do it. And he said, no. He said, somebody else is supposed to do that. Amen. And if you do it, they won't be able to and they need to do it. Amen. Well, it seemed good, but if I wasn't listening, I'd have went ahead and done it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it wouldn't have been a good thing for whoever. I don't know who was supposed to do it. He didn't give me that information. None of my business, right? And God said, none yet. But, but that's, uh, that, those are things, you know, good, we want to do the faith, we want to have faith to do the works that God tells us to do. We want to have the faith to, to act the way God tells us to act. We want to act on the faith He's given us. Amen? And the faith that we have. Glory to God. You guys with me? Yes. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 13 and we'll end. We won't even read the whole chapter even though I really, really like it. Start in verse 2. And if I have prophecy and know all secrets and all the knowledge. What, what, what knowledge? All the knowledge. So everything we talked about today, if you could prophesy, if you could understand all the mysteries and you could have all the knowledge. And though, though you had the faith that could remove mountains, none of this will matter without love. Why? Because love is what leads us. Love is what gets you to the next place you're going. Love is how you see. What's he say? He said, uh, 
seek after all the gifts. And in other words, desire, desire all the gifts. But what do you follow after? Love. You can desire to prophesy. You can desire to walk in the gifts of healing. You can desire to do anything. But if you're doing it not in love, then, then, then it's not an act. It's a faith failure is all it is. It's a fa- it's, it, it is faith that can move mountains without love is a failing faith. And that's what, that's what we would do. But when we do it with love and we continue and abide in the very heart of God, then what we do is we see exactly what He has for us. Every moment of every day, we're walking through this world and we see people the way He sees people. We see situations the way He sees situations. Remember, Jesus wasn't moved by need. It says He was moved by compassion. He was moved with compassion. And He healed all their sick. Why? Because He loved them. And more so, He knew God loved them. And because God loved him, he loved him. And when we begin to see situations like that, then we begin to abide in this love and we begin to follow after that. And the gifts that we have, the, the seeing and the showing, and the, then they, they begin to have value because now we're doing it as God leads in love and they never fail. They never fail. You never walk up to somebody and pray with them that you know that you know it's, it's going to happen. Whatever you just prayed about, it's going to happen. Right. Amen? Yeah. Whatever, whatever, and, and if you did something, you walked away and you're like, I knew exactly what God told me to do that day. I saw that before I did it. And why? Because love was leading you. If God is love, He sees like love. Amen. Right? Yes. And, and if you are the child of love, you see that same situation in love. And, and love doesn't judge. You never notice Jesus never asks somebody why they were in the situation they were in. You know, sometimes we want to know all the story and you don't need to know. It's not going to help you. You don't need to know the story. You just need to know God loves them. And as we abide in that and continue in that, we do the Word. We're doers of the Word of God. What's that word? The Word of love, the Word of faith, the Word of truth. And, and we are free, therefore we are helping people around us be that same free. Amen? Amen? And so in doing this, we promote the goodness of God outside of ourselves instead of keeping that inward because inward is a hearer, outward is a doer. Right? I can take that word in me and I can hear it and I can get excited about it. But if I never do an outward action, then I'm only a hearer. But when I hear it, it changes my life and I continue therein. Then I begin to do and I never forget. Amen? Amen. You got any forgetful hearers in here? No, No hands going up on that. Why? Because we're not forgetful hearers. We're doers. And we're going to continue in this word that we heard this week. Everybody stand up with me. We're going to, we're going to continue in this word. This word was hope. This word, it, 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 I know I was sitting there every night. Something different came out. And I'm like, oh, that's an answer. God was answering questions from years back for most people. Bring Why? Because they just now could hear it. I could just now hear some of the answers I got on Monday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. I could just now hear them. Why? Because before I might say, oh, that's not it. 
Or it would just slip right by me. What? As I continued in this word, you know how many years we've been sitting here listening to Brother Moore, Brother Copeland, Brother Hagen? We've been listening a lot of years. If we'll continue to abide, now it doesn't mean you should quit listening. You, we need to continue to abide because as we do, we get weeks like last week. We get moments like today where we realize who we are in Christ and we refuse to give any part of it up to anything. No offense, no condemnation, no judgment. We won't give up one moment outside of that will. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. You guys got something to say? So I don't know what I'm going to say next. By the power of the Spirit, I can do anything. By the power of the Spirit, I can do anything. Anything. I can. Altar care workers, come on up. Thank you.